We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. are you on this fabulous day? So happy to be having this conversation with you. I think it's an important one. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about prosperity. It's something most of us have to deal with. In a recent report, I found that 77% of Americans are anxious about their finances. And here's the deal. We all have our own personal relationship with money. And I found it's one that we can shift improve and transform if we want to, if we open our minds and heart to this possibility. What I know for sure these days is our blocks to prosperity are internal. And because they are internal, they can be removed. And yes, it can take courage and diligence. It can take patience and compassion. But my guests and I are living proof that we can overcome whatever fear or programming was handed down to us. Whatever blocks that reside in our subconscious mind can be cleared and healed. We can claim a life of happiness, abundance, financial freedom, and ever-expanding love if we really want to. So if you want to, if you're open to this possibility, I'm inviting you to set your intentions and have some fun with Penny Orloff and me. I spoke to her last week about the incredible power of tithing and so happy to be going deeper and higher into our prosperity conversation this week. Penny Orlov is a professional life coach and fairy godmother. She's been a tarot reader for over 50 years and has used the cards in her counseling practice for decades. For 10 years, she was an art therapist as a residential drug and alcohol rehab facility. And she is the author of Art as Life Work, Life as Artwork. She's been doing this since 1991. She's currently working on her new book, Who Would You Be If You Had Nothing to Bitch About? Her personal development system, Wishful Thinking, synthesizes the human proclivity for magic and symbolism with practical steps to manifesting your highest good. In her former life, Penny was a working actor and dancer when a Juilliard scholarship took her to New York. She sang more than 20 principal soprano roles for the New York City Opera and played feature roles on Broadway. She has a solo show called Jewish Thighs on Broadway based on her best-selling novel that is available on Amazon. She's toured the U.S. for a decade and had a successful run off-Broadway. And as soon as small theaters open again, she will be touring in her new show called Songs and Stories from a Not-Quite-Kosher Life. So, Penny, thanks for saying yes to a second interview with us here on Journey to Center. Thanks for having me yet again. I always enjoy this so much. It is so much fun. So to continue the conversation, and and for my friends that didn't uh, listen to last week's show, I would recommend that highly. But if not, I know there's value for you here, and you can go back and listen to that later if you'd like. We talked about tithing. We talked about opening to receiving more money from the universe. But what I've learned is most of our blocks tend to be subconscious, Most of the barriers to our prosperity, and that includes money, reside in the inner realms. We've talked about this so much. The beliefs that have been handed down to us through our family of origin, through generations of programming. Oh, what an incredible 
relief it is when we find these blocks, see these blocks, and decide to remove these blocks. So Penny, let's just start our conversation with this. Because you say you came from a family that had some issues around money. I know I did. And then you had your revelations and decided, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, family of origin, also culturally, certain things happen. There's, there's a fascinating story about a, a Swiss in Switzerland. There's uh, a city that is right on the border of German-speaking Switzerland and French-speaking Switzerland. And 700 uh, high school students were interviewed from there. Mm -hmm. And some uh, half were Swiss, uh, half were French and half were German speakers. And it turned out that the German speaking students were way better with money than the French speaking students. And this was curious, but it turned out that German parents uh, usually instituted their own savings accounts for their children and gave them allowance and had them learn to be responsible with money while the French kids didn't. So. It, it was a financial literacy was very, very different. And that was a cultural thing that mm. happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also we, not only are we taught that sort of thing, there are people who, um, who are told well, if they'll lose something, Oh, you're just not good with money. No one in our family has ever been good with money. And as a child, okay, you take that to be true or, or something like, um, parents fighting over finances because mm -hmm. money's tight or something and the parents fight. So the children associate something negative with the topic of money and, and want yes. to, you know, just ignore the topic. So they don't learn about it because it carries very negative emotional um, reactions to it. So yes. the, what you said about the subconscious really does have so much to do with our relationship with money. And unless we, we become aware of those resistances, that's good information. If you feel it, really recognize it and write it down because that, that, that's good information to changing your money story, the right. narrative you tell yourself. Well, and change, I think, has to first start with awareness and then intention. And I do think um, often our money map, our money program, our financial psychology is cultivated very early before we even have memory or language available to us. We could be six months old sitting in a high chair and we see our parents starting to fight about things and um, we start hearing without even knowing what it means. We can't afford it. My mom would say often, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. And I'm like, what does that even mean? She would say that when I was, you know, three, four, five years old. Basically, you can't have what you want. And if people and could, then they would. Grow on, yeah. Money does money not grow does. on trees. Yeah, I, yes. I, I grew up believing that money was elusive and not possible to really attain. And that, you know, we we were poor. It was deeply, deeply, deeply ingrained in my subconscious mind. And after struggling financially for many years, OK, I have this awareness. I'm struggling financially. I can set a different intention. And I think when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And so it was for me. And it took some courage. <clears throat> I really had to be honest with myself, but I've healed my blocks. And now my intention is to be a beacon of light for people who want to heal their blocks. And I see you doing that as well. So masterfully, Penny, so masterfully. And I just love how you do what you do and that we get to have these kinds of conversations. Yeah, the, the narrative 
that we continue, that we base our lives on this narrative because we're like the central character in this movie. And the, the narrator's voice, narrator's voice is, is going on. And that's very important to become aware of the money story and where it comes from and yes. what you believe about money and really write it down. Because once you write it down, then you can edit and revise or even write yes. a brand new story. Yes, where I love that. that show. Yeah. So yeah. something I will do with um, students or clients, what I've done when I was teaching my classes around my book, Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out, what are your beliefs about money? What are your beliefs about money? Write those down. Yeah. And, and you know, people yeah. say, well, you have to work hard. You have to do, you know, things you don't want to do. You have to, like, sacrifice your freedom and your time. And, you know, that's what a job is. Most people don't want a job. Most people would well, prefer to get paid to play, but often they don't believe that that's a possibility. So after I have people identify all of their beliefs, what would you prefer instead? If you could have whatever you wanted, it's Christmas. What is your relationship like with money in your wildest, most empowered, joy-filled fantasies? And a lot of times people will say, I hit the lottery. But then I want them to explore more about what that's could look like what if you're getting paid to do something you love what if it's an exchange money's an exchange of energy what energy and gifts do you have that you want to be compensated for so we start opening people's minds to what it could be like instead you did this for me you're yeah. like oh, you're you working know, hard and you're making good money but you know what are you trying to prove and do <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun for you you were just beating exactly. yourself up. I thought when I had to about sacrifice myself mhm mm yeah, but when you said about winning the lottery, it, there's there's a lot of data about this that some most times when people who wish they won the lottery do win the lottery, within a year or two they are back to where they were. Exactly, so because they haven't very, worked on the subconscious beliefs. That's right. The story remains the same. I'll never have money. I don't deserve money or whatever that is. And it disappears because we, you know, you said manifesting prosperity from the inside out. We manifest our lives from the inside out. Yes, we and do. that prosperity thing, we, we manifest our, our lack of, of awareness of opportunities from the inside out. If we have this poverty consciousness, we do not notice the opportunities that come to us to earn or to invest or whatever that is. We, we don't even notice if someone picks up our lunch tab or something or says, wow, you look great today. We say, oh no, I didn't sleep well and my eyes are puffy. You can't even accept a compliment. How can you accept a hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah, we have to learn to receive graciously. And that was so literally something that happened when I was struggling financially. I said, God, why can't I manifest money? Why can't I receive the riches of the universe? He goes, you can't even accept a compliment. You can't graciously receive lunch from a friend. How do you expect the riches of the universe? And what I got clearly was that I had to learn how to say Thank you. And this became my mantra. I was told I have to say thank you to every good thing that came to me. Thank you to the dime on the street. Thank you. That's so kind and generous of you to pay for my lunch, even though I'm sweating and shaking because it's so uncomfortable. We have an inner container. We have um, an upper limits. 
We have um, how good can you stand it to get? And when we hit the maximum capacity of our inner container upper limits, we tend to push um, goodness, kindness, prosperity away. It's those people that hit the lottery. If they haven't done the work to expand their inner container, they're going to find a way of sabotaging and getting rid of whatever goodness has showed up. So as we work on our inner container and learn to say, why, thank you. That's so kind and generous of you. We expand and then we attract and have the opportunity to continue to graciously receive, which to me is the foundation and core principle of actual authentic and sustained prosperity. Well, I, I even had to train myself to say, I accept, thank you. I had to say it for every compliment, every even finding a penny yes. on the street, I accept, yes. thank you. I had to train myself because, you know, fake it till you make it, that yes. works. Yes. You know, even um, there's a huge industry of financial planners and everything to help people get out of debt and to help them invest wisely and save for the future and things like that. And so many of their clients logically understand every word of that and all the diagrams and still cannot do it. But that is, you know, because of the subconscious um, issues, keeping them because money's an emotional issue people mm -hmm. have emotion around money and you have to deal with that the same way you would with any psychological issue you're dealing with money is an emotional issue and you know to make it a source of uh, to change an adversarial relationship into a loving relationship takes a lot of intention and the expectation of it but a lot of serious work and it, it comes with, you know, the, the best thing is when you have a series, a bad reaction or, or a, a negative emotion or sadness or something about it, write that down because mm -hmm. that's good information. What triggered that, then you can start to work on it. So it's not, oh, I had a negative reaction again. That's a terrible thing. It's not a terrible thing. It's information. So yes. to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you, stop you talk about, about this money. a lot. Yeah. Well, I've done yeah. a lot of relationship counseling for people and money because as you've mentioned, it is, it can be a very emotional thing. It's not for me anymore. I don't feel it is for you. It's a joy filled relationship, but we had to do a lot of yeah. healing of the programming. I had to do a lot of, you know, a lot of conversations with my inner child because she'd heard so much about money being elusive and that we were poor. I was subconsciously programmed to accept we're poor. Okay. And then I grew up with that consciousness. So that's what I created. So I had to sit down and talk to my inner child a lot. You know, you are valuable. We are worthy. God wants to gift us. We just have to know that we're, we, we deserve this. We are valuable. Everybody's valuable. It's not like, you know, my thought was if I had the money, somebody else was going to do without. So if I get more of the pie, somebody else gets less of the pie. That's not the yeah, truth. And it's it's not, not it's not a zero sum game because we are creative beings and out of nothing god says let there be life let there be gi uh, giraffe let there be you know whatever <laughs> and if we are made in god's image we are creators of our own world and yes. let there be prosperity and let me uh, gift it to others but you know when you said your story was we we're poor that wasn't my story at all. My story was victorious. I felt just great about it. My story was, I get to be an artist. I get to live an artist's life. And if that means 
doing without money, that's fine. And it was, you know, I felt victorious and I felt great about it until you said, yeah, but is there something wrong with money? I mean, do you, do you have a special thing against it? And I didn't. I just, my story came from, if you're going to try to be an actor, you're going to be poor your whole life. You won't you're have like, any okay. money. And I thought, <laughs> that'll be okay because I'll have free time and I'll be an artist. And that all sounded great to me. And, the you know, so I never felt poor. I felt enormously prosperous uh, until you said, okay, so what's your prosperity made of? And I told you, and you said, well, it sounds great, except you didn't even mention money is there something wrong with money and the story changed instantly money became a part of my story and in 10 years you know what happened i mean i became wealthy beyond my dreams yes so me as well and i do believe yeah. those revelations those epiphanies yeah. those ahas can shift us in an instant it can increase our vibration and therefore point of attraction immediately and I saw that happen with you. And it was such a joy yeah. to witness. You've done this for me. I've done this for you. You like to do it for your friends, clients, and students. And so do I. I feel like um, we've taken a lot of personal responsibility for our healing, removing those subconscious blocks and stepping into a more empowered, magical, prosperous life. And now <laughs> I'm speaking for both of us because I think it's true. We get to be way showers for others that want to step more into their authentic power. If people want to keep telling I, yeah. their stories, then... That's fine. You can have it. But what would you prefer instead? And now let's explore what that could look like and feel like. And what what do we need to um, talk to your inner child about so that they can relax and claim a completely different experience of life? And it's uh, such a fun way to to journey through this human experience. For for many people, the the safety of the known beats yes. any wonderfulness out there. So some people cling to their, their way because there's safety in the known. Yes. And in order to feel safe exploring, that that's what takes the um that's what takes the work is to give yourself even like you've said before, how good can you stand it? Because yes. only to that degree will you be able to grow and then, you know, make, but it can be incremental. It's not overnight. You win the lottery and everything's dandy. It's an incremental growth, like an old tree or something. So yeah, yeah, how steady. good can you stand it? And it's not how good can you stand it? It's no, really, how good can you stand it? Where is your safety boundary? And can you make the smallest step outside that? and become used to it, you, you know, become sensitized, you, you know, sensitized to that and then continue taking a step forward, like one step at a time. Yeah. You know, something I, I really had to sit with and I recommend to people, what is the downside? What is the upside of the downside? And what that means is what is the upside of being broke? For me, I was like, well, I get to be spiritual. For you, it's like, I don't need money to be prosperous. For me, it was like, I get to be spiritual. And for me, on some level, I threw the baby out with the bathwater in regards to prosperity because I had this inner nun, this archetype that lived inside of me that's like, we have taken a vow of poverty because we are spiritual and good because rich people can be, you know, selfish and bad. And so I made a choice. I'm going to be spiritual and good. And then I was saying, well, what if we had money too? And my yeah. inner nun was like, mm, I'm afraid you're going to get too big for your britches. 
It was all internal. It was all internal. So I said to her, what if we start tithing and we devote ourselves to God every day? She was like, huh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to let you do this. And, um, if you are consistent, you devote yourself to God every day and you tithe, I will allow us to be prosperous. And you know what, Penny, it worked. And we have become prosperous beyond my wildest imaginings. And there's yeah. such a joy and freedom. And I do get to be very generous. You know, we have our family foundation. We are getting to be philanthropic. And it's an amazing thing. So my whole philosophy around prosperity these days, and I see you as a living example of this. We receive graciously, we give generously. We receive graciously, we give generously. It's like having an open hand, living a life of flow and flexibility. It's like sand being poured down in our hands. And if we grasp it tightly, tightly in fear, we're going to just like squeeze it right out. But now my hand is open and the sand is piling up really high. And I like to share and I like to receive graciously and give generously. And it's, um, it's like breathing. It's a really beautiful it way. It is to like live. breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a flow. There's an in and an out and a natural exactly. rhythm. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So Penny, we have about five minutes. And so um, I'd really love to invite people to consider, first of all, when you think about money, do you feel a constriction in your body? Where do you feel it? What color is it? What does it want you to know? And now imagine taking that symbol or that color out of your body and breathing in the energy of light and flow. How does that feel? And now what does that symbol yeah, want you to know? And I have a guided meditation I want to offer to anybody. I don't know if you have this or not, Penny. You probably don't need it, but it's fun to keep exploring. Making friends with money. I have a guided meditation, making you, friends with money. And I would love to gift it to anybody that wants it. You sent that to me. I have that. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> it's fun. And now, Penny, I want to be able to gift that to people. And I know you have incredible gifts and would love to support anybody with uh, manifesting more prosperity. And one of your incredible gifts is um, Tarot. Tarot. How do you say that? I always say Tarot. I say Tarot. 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 Okay. And I want a session with you. I don't know what's going on, but I'm having a great time and I can stand it to get even better. So I want a session with you. Can you tell people quickly what that could look like? Because you do them on, um, what do you do them on Skype or Uh, FaceTime or zoom or how do you, how can you do a session with somebody? I can do sessions. Um, if you're, in um, Phoenix, Arizona, or Los Angeles, we can get together if, if you're open to that kind of contact. And if not, um, I by telephone, I've done them. By Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, I do them. And email, I do them with photographs of the spread. So you can see when I send it to you, you can see that. It's not fortune telling because, you know, you're on a trajectory, but at any moment you might turn left instead of right. So, you know, you're at the wheel. The The tarot is, um, it's very powerful. I've been reading tarot for 60 years, almost 60 years. I've oh. been reading for other people uh, over 50 years. And it's, it's amazing when I do private parties, all these people are strangers, but it's amazing what comes up and it's, It's always something, and a lot of them are real secretive. They don't want to tell me what they're thinking about. Just read the cards, and it's amazing what comes up and how Mm -hmm. their issues 
get some answers for them. So it's a wonderful thing. It's pictures. And, you know, in the West here, education favors the left brain, all that linear sequential stuff. And the pictures open another part of your brain, which is the, you know, the, the right brain which has to do with emotion and metaphor and all of that. So it's, it's a wonderful way to approach your issues is using another part of your brain. So, it, and anyway. it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's joyful. It's it. easy. I, yeah. It's another way I, of just tapping it. in. Mm-hmm. It, I do it every day. I just love it. I start the day with, you know, just reading about myself, you know, oh. so, and it's not fortune telling. It's kind of like, so where are we, where are we today? And I have to say, you know, I have to say it's been pretty profound watching you work with people. You predicted that some of my girlfriends on the yacht were going to step into these incredible relationships. And they have. You kind of told me, you know, that there was a chariot issue problem, car wreck on my horizon. You said it doesn't have to literally be a car wreck, but it was. (laughs) I should have been paying closer attention. But uh, yeah, you've predicted some amazing things and supported me in traversing some interesting territory and getting to a higher consciousness. And I'm going to make an appointment with you. So my friends, listeners, guests, Penny Orloff at me.com, right? That's it. Penny Orloff at me.com. Just contact me and and I'll do what I can to, to address any of your issues or help you in any way I can. Yes. And be in touch with me, Tammy B, PhD at gmail.com. And I'll send over making friends with money. And just thank you, Penny, for hanging out with me. It's always a joy and a pleasure. And to my friends and listeners, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day. And we are here for you if you want us. So God bless you. Take good, gentle, prosperous, abundant, loving care of yourself. And uh, we look forward to being in touch. So onward and upward. We love you. Bye for now. Thank you.